By way of brief introduction, my name is Father Derek Aaron, and I uh, was here at Our Lady Mount Carmel back in 2016 to 2018, a little grayer now, as some have acknowledged uh, over these recent days, especially the poor Claire's in Kokomo. How they can see that through the screen is beyond me, but um, grateful to your pastor and dear friend of mine, Father Richard, for inviting me to come back to celebrate Mass with you on this third Sunday of Easter. This gospel passage reminds me um, of a time when I went fishing with my father and my brother, my third brother, Adam. And we were in northern Indiana fishing, and I was a young boy, and I grew very impatient, kind of similar to what your pastor, how Father Richard is at uh, most of the time, impatient. And I grew very impatient, and my father was in the front of the boat, my brother was in the back of the boat, and I was stuck in the middle, which is really not the greatest of places in the boat, and it's not the most comfortable either. And so I just merely leaned my pole over to the side, clicked the button, and let it sink all the way to the bottom, which was completely against everything my dad has ever taught me. And he knew I was extremely bored, and I thought, there's no way I'm gonna catch anything. So sure enough, I let it go all the way down, and I started reeling up, and I had a catch. And it was a catfish, which is not what we were trying to catch. We were trying to catch bass. And so, um, anyway, it's kind of one of those moments that is unthinkable. There's not any possible way that something good can come out of this. Well, we find here in the gospel how, as we are, um, last week we saw Doubting Thomas, and Peter is in a similar way, but not doubting in the way that Thomas was. We know that Th uh, Peter denied and betrayed Jesus three times, and which was counter to what he um, counter to that night of the Last Supper, where Jesus uh, tasked him to, to follow him. And we find that in that betrayal, Jesus gives Peter a chance, a rebuttal in a sense. To, re, to, to kind of reclaim that opportunity of his three times of being of betraying him. But what's fascinating here is we look briefly here at the Sea of Tiberias, which is the Sea of Galilee. And why does this the symbolism of the sea and the land make any difference at all? Well, because the sea is, is symbolic of our lives, of, of our lives because the waves and, and everything that happens, the weather on the sea is, is undeterminable. It changes day to day, hour to hour at times on the Sea of Galilee. And so that's representing our lives of how those waves crash upon us and how it's, it can be difficult, it can be tumultuous at times. But Jesus, why is Jesus, the resurrected Christ, on the, on the shore? because it is the stable place. It is the place symbolizing the church, the invitation to come to him. And so when they recognized Jesus, because in his glorified self, he didn't look as he did prior to his death. Also, it's likely his voice didn't sound the same, which is why they possibly didn't recognize him through the sight and recognize him in the way that they knew him. But we find that it's fascinating that it's very symbolic in recognizing the reality of 153 fish. Why is that important? 
Well, during that time, there were 153 nations. 153 nations at that time during Jesus' time. There were 153 different species, known species of fish during that time as well. And so at the very end of this gospel, Jesus is trying to allow Peter to reclaim himself from that betrayal. And the last thing Jesus says to him is, follow me. 153 different nations of people. And in that discipleship, we are all called to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It is our discipleship that the Lord tasks us with. Just as the Lord tasked Peter to reclaim that love for him three times. And we see that gradual transformation because when Jesus speaks about Peter, do you love me? It's an agape love. It's a self-sacrificial, dying-to-self-love. And Peter responds, Lord, I love you as a friend. I love you in a filia way. I love you as a friend. Jesus asks him a second time, an agape love. You have this self-sacrificial, dying-to-yourself love for me. And Peter says, I love you as a brother. I love you as a friend. The third time, Jesus asks, he asks Peter, do you love me as a brother? Do you love me as a friend? And Peter says, Lord, you know that I love you. I love you as a, in a self-sacrificial agape love, dying of self and give everything to you. Friends, that is the love that Jesus has for us. It takes a transformation, and sometimes it is a gradual growth and development to be able to come to love the Lord in that way. That's the whole point of Christianity. It's it's not this theory or these proposed ideas. It is the reality of a person who loves us, died for us, and now comes and allows us to receive him in a completely different way, but in an unconditional way that is abundant. Abundance sacramentally, where he comes to us in the most holy Eucharist, where he gives us grace to nourish us because we need his grace to be able to follow him. We need his grace in confession to be forgiven so that I may be able to be able to more faithfully follow the Lord, knowing that I'm not made for sin, I'm made for God. I'm made to love a person sacrificially, deeply. That's why we sacrifice things in our lives for the love of another. Parents, you know what that's like. To sacrifice things of your own self or maybe your own ego because it's for the good of your family or your spouse, children, grandchildren, and so forth. That happens in every vocation. It doesn't have to be just married. It happens in every vocation because we are to die to ourselves we're supposed to step away from that ego-driven self that we might have so that we may be able to love the lord who is a real person to love him in that agape love that sacrificial love also in a depth of love in a filial way as a friend but in that agape sacrificial love 
so that I may be able to follow Jesus faithfully. Faithfully to the altar to receive his body and blood and faithfully beyond these church walls to evangelize and make disciples of everyone whom we encounter. God love you.